The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 107, 107, great start to the show, of the Gold Card Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colati, at Gelati LOL on Twitter. With us tonight, the same three we had last week. We have Josh Roberts at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. We've got uh, headband Chris Chung at Prime LOL. Is this what happens when you take a shower right before the show? I don't <laughs> want to put any hair product. I and, like to think of it as like you're embracing your swagger, so that's, I'm I'm gonna believe that only that and that only. I'm going I'm going with with Chris is actually doing a full on workout while recording the podcast. I think that's better. I like that. <laughs> uh, John unfortunately like just got back from his uh, vacation today, and he's he's a little out of sorts, so uh, he's gonna be re- rejoining us next week. But uh, uh, he should be back in action on the Sports Department Discord tomorrow. I know we got a lot of season long leagues firing up this weekend, so. Holy uh, Nesson involved on that stuff too. So, all right, um, we've got opening lines. LCS starts on Friday, uh, Friday evening. Uh, LPL starts on Monday. LCK starts next Wednesday, as in a week from today. So, we'll be talking mostly about the LCS tonight. We'll be, you know, a little bit of LPL uh, the first few matches, and then you know maybe we'll do a smattering of LCK as well, since we won't be able to record before then. Uh, before we do that, though, there was a couple. Uh, we did a lot of the roster moves last uh, last week. If you haven't checked out last week's show, uh, episode 106 was all the roster moves that we knew about at the time. So there are a few more that we found out sh- uh, mostly right after we recorded. We called that right, didn't we? We were, we were like, you know, we should wait. We'll push it to Thursday just because you know there's always going to be late news anyway. It turns out like we as soon as we record, that's when the, the next day is when the news drops. So. Um, I guess we'll do the big one first. I think that's kind of the most to talk about is, uh, Sven, Sven won't be starting for cloud nine. I, this is wild, right? Like, so King's going to be stepping in. He's been on cloud nine Academy for a while now. Um, very good, but it's Jack does this man. Like he's, what was the, what was it like a couple years ago? I can't remember what it was. No, it was with Licorice. Like they had a good thing going, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll ju- we're just gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna start a rookie here." And uh, you know, when we have, we just went and got perks and all this stuff. And like Jack, Jack is not averse to benching his players or like just trying new, you know, young talent. But coming off of MSI, this feels a little saucy, doesn't it? Or maybe this is the best time. Is that is that what's going on here? Yeah, I was looking back at this because I was looking up how I was praising Reaper as I was doing the write-up, and it was that year, 2018, where the whole C9 team just had this roller coaster of players. Uh, Benching's vent is actually pretty interesting. I didn't think he is the biggest reason, but he's also top-down, maybe. Uh, maybe this won't last a full, uh, full split, but I don't know. I, I think... It'll be interesting to watch at the very least. 
Yeah, what do you think, Josh? Is is this more you think this could be they're just giving King a shot? I I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I find it hard to believe that they would just do that personally. I uh, like I, I don't think people would agree to it. Um like there what's the benefit realistically? Yeah. It's true. You're, you're you're putting a seasoned veteran on academy. Uh, we and, see what happens when that happens with a lot of these guys. Yeah, so, so like, I, I think the downside, I don't know. So, I, it seems to me like it must be a permanent thing just from that that uh, approach I'm kind of taking. But I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's very odd to me. I think, you know, we've all we've all bagged on Zven before for having some poor performances. But, hey, I mean, at the end of the day, especially last, last split, I mean, in that championship series to win it all, he showed up. And he was definitely not their weakest link at MSI oh, no. either. So I don't and know. Honestly, playoffs and MSI, he was great. Like yeah. the best he's played in like two years, probably. So uh, yeah, it's really surprising me. I, you know, I thought he was playing pretty well. Didn't see much of a reason for this to happen, but you know, I think I think in theory, a lot of the things that we like to throw out there, like they're just trying this guy out, you know, things like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then you remember that these are humans on the other side. Like this is a guy mm-hmm. that has won multiple titles and you know it, it would just be like g2 benching perks last year and being like yep. hey you're benched yeah you it just doesn't it's got to feel shitty yeah. like he's like what, yeah. what else do i gotta do right, right. like i just had <laughs> and maybe there's some internal and behind the scenes stuff that we don't know about going on and that could very well be the case mm-hmm. we again we don't always get that insight a little detail but it is definitely you know makes me seem makes it seem like it'd be something permanent to me i don't think yeah. i don't think you can realistically just do these things short term willy-nilly or, or, I mean, there's a chance that that just is what it is. Like, they went to Zen and said, like, look, you know, we have been a good team because we develop our talent. And, you know, they maybe they were like, look, when you signed on for this team, you know, they probably talk about this because they are one of the teams that is willing to do this. And maybe he's cool with it and this is just like, you know, a three- or four-week trial or something like that. They, they've got a decent leg up on most of the standings. Like, you got to remember – so – we're going to talk about it when we get to the LCS, but keep in mind, like, there's an extra round robin this time around for each of these teams. So they're going to be playing each team three times. So it's going to be a total of uh, five matches against each team for the full season. So we played two in spring, and it's going to be three in summer. So summer season is going to be a little bit longer. So maybe that's what they're thinking. Um, and, like, it could just be, like, you know, now's the time if we're going to do this. Like, it's we're not going to – we don't want to disrupt things later in the summer as we're gearing up for Worlds. So – it's still interesting. It's just weird because he played so well in playoffs and at MSI that it's just a little bizarre, I guess. But it's tough to know without, you know... We haven't heard him come out and say anything, right? Like, that I know of. He's not raising his think about it that I can tell, so... Um, it's another interesting thing that you brought up. Maybe they're trying to test out to see what they're bringing to Worlds. Yep. Do they still have that sub rule? Like you yeah, can bring you can only bring seven people. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to bring an ADC over like a jungle or something else. Yeah, we'll see. Or maybe they're just trying to pump him up for a trade or something. I don't know. Um, what else? We've got uh, more roster news. I'm kind of skipping around our itinerary here. Um, we actually have a roster for Victory Five now. We didn't last week, besides Uniboy. So it's going to be Invincible, who. Um, was kind of a hyped, like, LDL top laner. Uh, I think he's played mid lane before, too. I could be wrong about that. Uh, he's probably one of the better top laners in the LDL. Uh, I, I don't know if you can 
he's not like far and away better than everyone else, but he was one of the better ones. So then you got PZX. I haven't watched enough of in the jungle or Yujin, who's renaming to Jug God or Jungle God. I would assume uh, they're going to probably split time in the jungle if I had to guess. Uniboy, who we knew about last week, and then Kepler and ZYF. Uh, ZYF is like a very young rookie. He's played like one develop, like one or two splits in the LDL, and that's it. A lot of these guys play a lot more than that. And Kepler, I really just don't know too much about either. More LDL guys. Uh, I mean, we saw it last week. If you're just getting this roster together now, like unless they were together behind the scenes and they are just announcing it now, uh, I don't think that's this probably the case here. So there's a good chance this team's going to suck for if they're going to be good. They're either going to have to gel right away, or there's they're going to suck for at least a few weeks while they're getting getting things together. Because I think they're probably at least a few weeks behind all the other teams at this point with stuff starting on Monday. You can't you can't announce your team, you know what six days before the season starts, eight days before the season starts. That's a little sketch. Um, SK Gaming, you want to run this one down, Josh? Because you wrote it down just now. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so this one came out last well, – I think this past weekend. I think it was like Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was like Saturday morning, I think. Yeah, but it was announced that uh, SK Gaming is moving Treats, who I think we were all pretty high on after last split. thought he played really well. Uh, they're role-swapping him from support to jungle. He had a uh, – he wrote a message about that on Twitter if you want to go to check out his Twitter and read what he had to say about it. Um, basically saying he's you know he's here for the team and, and trying to do what's best for them short term even though he thinks he may be sacrificing a little bit of his long term um, and in correspondence with that they're going to be moving tinks uh, which was a pretty hyped offseason pickup one of the better uh, regionally talents last year um, moving him from jungle to uh, we think the bench or maybe free agent that part's not necessarily clear right now um, but basically, he will not be starting any longer. And then their head coach, Jessis, or I think he was their head coach. Yeah, Jessis. He's former player as well. Former so. player, yep. He uh, will be moving from coach to filling in the support role. So, I guess let's do this one at a time. I, you know, I, we really can't do it one at a time. Let's do it one at a time first. So, benching tanks, I, I think a lot of people are like WTF on this move, right? Uh,. I don't think this is like. Did he really blow the doors off for anybody? I'm not saying I'm not justifying this move. Like, was he that good to anyone? I think I think he kind of maybe underwhelmed a little bit, but he also had really high expectations coming in, right? So, I don't know. He was fine. I don't think he he was. I didn't think he was particularly good. I didn't think he was bad either. He was just fine. But that said, young player just played his first split in the pros, and this this is just weird. Like this whole situation reeks like something's going on from behind the scenes, right? Like, yeah, I've I've heard. I mean, just if you peruse Twitter comments, Reddit comments, uh, you know, discords and stuff. From what I've heard, he's a very toxic player, and we've heard teams have issues with this in the past, and just. People get sick of playing with those types of players, and yeah, I, I think the the corresponding moves that you see kind of makes sense if that is the case. Mm-hmm. So from from what I've heard is that that's kind of what happened there. Just a just a reminder to people on that, like think of that coworker that you can't stand, and having to play a coordinated team game with them instead of just seeing them a couple times a week for TPS reports or whatever, right? Like 
think of the coworker that you can't stand and you're relying on him for your job and you're grinding games with him, you know, 10 hours a day. Yeah. And a lot of cases living with them. Can't get away from them. (laughs) Like playing games with them for, you know, 15 hours a day. Doing your team bonding activities, your coaching sessions. You literally can't get away from this. I, What's his name came out? Uh, I think it was Inven just did an article with Loss today. Did you guys read that? Where he basically was talking about this exact thing where he's like, this is way more important than any public figure ever says. Like, I'll, I'll see if I can find a link for it, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Inven did an interview with him. It might have been it might have been one of the other esports reporting sites, but um, he was talking about he was talking about these like when he came over from the East to play over here, it was that was hard enough for him, but he's like, you need, if you don't have players that get along, you're, you're just capped. Like you're never, you're only going to be so good ever because you're not going to want to put the extra. You're, you're, you kind of hesitate on, in terms of like confidence in your teammates and everything. And I think they were talking about like the power. He was like, the power of friendship is like kind of a real thing. Like for whatever reason. And I mean, I've played on, you know, a, a team that's mostly been the same four core guys, for five years, you know, it's just like my friends. But we've played tournaments and stuff, and we've had our ups and downs where we just get sick of each other. Like, I can't stand this one thing that he does, and I, there's probably things they can't stand about me and all this other stuff, and that's part of it. But you got to remember, like, when you're doing this kind of job, you see this with pro athletes too, right? When you're doing this kind of job where you're spending so much time around each other, literally living with each other a lot of the time, it is Real danger, like it, it can explode like that if, if if shit's not good right away. So I know they talked a lot about this in like the TSM doc with like Hooney being being just an awesome guy to be around and and that's a I mean we we like to meme on it you know, meme on it and stuff like that and you hear other people talking about it. it's like why would they pick up this guy when they could get this guy? Well, this guy is proven through how many different roster moves, how many different teams, and everybody that's played with him enjoys being with them. So that's that matters for some you know. To some extent, um, I, I mean, there's very few teams that have had a lot of success that you hear that they don't like each other. Like it, that's part of it is you don't hear, you don't usually hear the bad sides. But like I know the the iconic one was Samsung White, the season four world champions. He's like Samsung White because they were pretty outspoken about you know they weren't friends. They didn't really get along. It was like strictly business. But that's a rare thing with like you know eighteen to twenty two year olds, right? That like you, it's very rare that you find a, a group of five or seven or ten guys that it's it's that can carry it like that, right? So th- there's something to it, and if 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 it was toxic and it wasn't helping, then I guess SK had to make a change. That said, oh who's so Jez is gonna. Uh, okay, so those are the only moves then. Uh, this can't bode well for them, right? I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, it's going to be interesting LEC split, right? We're seeing two players that – a top player in our support swapping in a jungle. And, um, it's gonna be and they were two good players in their roles too, which is wild. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it, it's hard to really predict too often much until we can get a bit of a sample size on it. Um, I'm sure they wouldn't make these changes if they didn't have some sort of – uh, you know, belief that the players could, could play that in a successful yeah. manner, right? Like, they, they even said in their messaging that this is how they thought they could win the most games this split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a, another thing, too. Like, challenge, good players are good, and they figure things out, like, period. 
Like sometimes it takes a little bit of time to adjust, which is probably what's going to happen with this team, I would assume. But uh, like if you look at most challenger players, they are a challenger because like you could put them in any role and they're going to dumpster anybody that's not their level. Like they could, like if you could put a challenger person that's like mid lane's their worst role against like a diamond two or diamond one mid laner, and they're probably going to dumpster them like a lot of the time. Like I don't think people realize just how good these guys are because it's it's more than just knowing your champions and your role and everything. So I think sometimes we overrate the uh, the difficulty of switching, but it's also not easy and it takes some time sometimes. So yeah, I mean our very own Vince Colotti roll swap from mid to eighty carry <laughs> is most recent go. split. So you know and you know oh my god. <laughs> All right, so what else? RNG added a. <laughs> So yeah, I forgot about RNG added a top laner named Zhao Zhu. And then they added Zhao Bai. Oh no, Zhao Bai and Zhao Longbao left. So there's too many Zhao's on this team. You get the idea. RNG sucks if they have been not clear yet. They may have won MSI, they may have been on their way to the Golden World. They suck. Wow. Is this is Chris trying to like reverse psychology this? Are you trying to, like, mush this, like, inverse mush? The inverse mush? <laughs> All right. So, uh, the other thing for the LCK, we'll touch on when we get to the LCK. Uh, it's just a slight formatting thing that they changed. Um, I guess we'll get right into Is there any other news that I'm forgetting about? They just released several rosters. Nothing too, like, uh, surprising. Uh, they have Nenny join top lane for IG. That's something to watch because I heard something about the Shy's visa having yeah. an issue. Uh, so Nenny will be so, there. Yeah, the Shy's going to be missing the first two weeks. I think they said. Um, if well, he won't be. He won't. He actually won't be able to play at all in the first two weeks because he can't get back into the country. But they also brought this top laner in. Uh, 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 Shin King, I think his name was. Let me see what it was from last week. I wrote it down. Uh... They bring another one because I got yeah. Me. So um, Liquidpedia, but I'll look. Oh, oh no, no, you're right. That was it. I'm thinking of um. I'm thinking of somebody. I was thinking of uh, who top brought in, not Invictus. They just brought in oh, Invictus. Yeah. Just brought in Nofe. So, um. Okay, I guess uh. We'll just get right into the LCS now. So, again, like I mentioned earlier, LCS is three-round robins now. What are you laughing at, Josh? I just want to acknowledge this comment in chat. Lower their desk for a game by 12. That's epic. That's, 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 a, great that's a great meme. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to recognize that on air. So, oh, man, this could have a true real effect on, on kill totals in IG games. This is a big impact. <laughs> what a player. Seriously, like, what a player. That we can all, <laughs> like, <laughs> the Shy, I'm convinced, could probably just do whatever and get away with it at this point. Because he's, like, he's gone so far off the deep end, but he still shows signs of being so goddamn good at this video game that people just kind of let him, you know what? You just do your thing, homeboy. You're good. Like that's what... <laughs> He's like he's like a mad scientist that like, you know, would always come up with stuff and no one would ever believe him, and then he like discovered the cure to chicken pox and you're like, Hold up. Wait. Dude, and then he, he actually like, did it. 
<laughs> and then he like also discovered the cure of measles. And you're like, okay, wait, all right, this guy's just he's just a genius. What's and then the... he's just and then he just like blows up seventeen labs in a row. Yeah. Like, he must be onto something. <laughs> like what's the what's the uh what's the what's the meme? He's like, You crazy son of a bitch, you actually did it. <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, you, uh, you want to talk about a guy that does not give a shit about people's opinions? He might be the most YOLO professional player ever. Does he? Well, I don't know why this this uh, comparison came up, but I think he was like late stage Brett Favre. No? Yeah, a little bit. Well, the guy is still amazing, but he throws those damn interceptions. Yes. Like, what were you thinking on that one, dude? Like. All right, you guys want to get into the LCS? We got opening lines for the LCS starting on Friday. I think that's what a lot of people came here for. Let me write the timestamp down for this because I've been doing pretty good about that. We've got uh, 20. All right, so Friday we've got a banger to start off with. It should be a good one. We've got Team Liquid minus 169 against TSM plus 127. It's probably pretty accurate line right maybe maybe shade toward tsm yeah it seems pretty like that, that seems like a pretty damn good line i don't know that i can touch that unfortunately first game of the season i'll probably find a way to convince myself to bet on someone but, yeah, right. but uh yeah it seems pretty fair i think it's probably uh i mean if you know i don't know people like to generally like to bet favorites off after the off season, I think. So yeah. if anything, maybe the line moves and you get some more value on TSM or something. Yeah. I think, I think if you're going to play TSM, you're yeah, this isn't that far off from the opener. It hasn't moved too much. So I would just wait if you're going to play TSM. I think you should probably look to only play TSM here. I think, uh, and just wait for money to come in on liquid people throwing it in parlays and stuff like that, or wait for, you know, everything to get closer. Uh, Chris, thoughts on this one? No, it seems fair. I could see either way. I could see being closer to slightly closer to E. Nah, no. This is fine. Um, All right. We've got uh, next up, we've got Evil Geniuses against Dignitas. So EG is minus a 156, Dignitas plus 115. Do, so a lot of this one has to do with do Dignitas keep it up? Like, was was that a miracle run? Was that a Schalke style miracle run? Uh, just like a hot season where they were doing everything right and it all came together for them. Do we think that maybe they regress somewhere? Like this falls down to halfway, or is this more? Uh, do you think? T- do you think Dignitas are going to hard crash, hard crash and burn this season? It's kind of hard to tell, right? Like. They were just good. Like they were a good team. Like I, I don't think anything that they were doing was smoke and mirrors. Like they weren't cheesing people. Like I know Dardak played a ton of different stuff, but like I don't think it was ever like playing different things just to play different things. I think they looked at drafts and they said, "Look, we're going to be aggressive counterpicking," and they did, and it worked for them. So yeah, I don't know. It's it, I get a lot of this is just do you believe in Dignitas? Like, do you think they can keep this going or not? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought it would be closer or maybe even Dignitas' favorite, uh, seeing how the season ended. But it seems like the public is higher on Evil Geniuses, despite them changing ADC. That's my biggest worry with this Evil Genius uh, team. They would have an academy ADC. Now, our motto, ADCs are like running backs. You can plug and play them. But 
Uh, still, I, I I think I'm a bit higher on Deathly than I uh, than most. I think, and so Dignitas is coming in with the same team, likely the same philosophy, and less volatility. Yeah, less volatility than what Evil Geniuses bring. So, them being an underdog is a little surprising to me. I know this one. This one was one of the ones my model flagged for value on EG, but we've we've talked we talked about it all season long. Like EG is a, fa- I don't like EG as a favorite. <laughs> like I like them as underdogs against like the good teams when you can get a good number on it. I, I usually don't trust this team as favorites because they beat themselves just as often as they get themselves beaten. But maybe the AD carry change switches that up, right? Is he going by Danny or Shiro? I forgot. He's he's he was Shiro switching to Danny, right? Okay. Maybe that changes things. I, I'm probably going to take more of a wait and see approach on that. Well, let me see. Let me see if I'm full of shit. Cause I might have already put a position in on that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to wait and see on this one. I think I, I, I want to see what's going on with both of these teams. I think I have I have more questions about these two teams than maybe any of the any of the other teams in the LCS. Just in terms of like, what are they going to be this season? Because we've had some time off, right? The meta is very different now, and we've had some time off. What do you think, Josh? You're you're these haters, man. It's everyone, I don't know why everyone around me just refuses to acknowledge the greatness of his EG. Just embrace them. <laughs> they're they're like Impactive. you know the haters, man. They're just haters. This dude. So I don't think Rise is going to get through on this patch. That's the thing. Jazuke is going to first pick Rise. He's and not going to. I don't think Rise is getting through very often on this patch, dude. Dude. I don't know, man. But it is a Jazuke meta. That's that's worth saying. Like, look at look at the patch we just saw MSI on. It's going to be closer to that, and that kind of shit is that's his wheelhouse, man. So you might be onto something there. Maybe EG I just I mean I I don't know. I I don't see the advantage for. I, I guess they have a jungle advantage for Dig, but I I mean I I really <laughs> think that Aphromoo was like a really big strength for Dig and Toss in the bot lane last split, and I think Ignar is one of the top tier support, so I don't think that's a big advantage yeah. and then I think the mid lane and top lane should should both probably skew towards EG. So. Yeah. I, I think I'm looking to play EG here. I just don't know if I trust them as a favorite. I wouldn't I would want a better number for Dignitas. I'm gonna have I'm gonna Dignitas. probably Yeah, I, this this is probably I, I opened this sheet me. and instantly wrote this down below. So Okay. We'll see if I add anything to it, but that's this is looking like my, my pick of the week right. so far. Makes sense. Uh, I can see it. I'm I'm probably gonna end up doing the same thing. But I'm just gonna have to build up some courage on trusting the evil geniuses as a favorite because they sucked at it last season. So, Golden what Guardians. Were they? What uh, were they? Let me pull that real fast. Uh, I can pull both of these teams actually. So we'll do EG Dig. Uh, they were only six and four. They were six and EG were six and four as favorites, but their average odds were minus two fifty five. So, and they were three and seven against kill spread, six and a half kill spread average. So, not a good favorite. Not like they were losing a ton, but not warranting their price whatsoever. So, um, we've got Golden Guardians plus five eighteen against Cloud Nine minus a thousand. Is this a spot to like Cloud Nine starting King, Golden Guardians? Can't possibly be worse than they were last season. Is this a spot to maybe attack that, or I think I mean on day one, I think it's as good a spot as any to take a, take a shot on on Golden Guardians if you're going to do it. Yeah, at this point, you're playing the narrative, right? 
little bit. Uh, yeah. C nine, new ADC, solo coming back. I think I'm gonna end up playing at least kill spreads in this one, dude. I know Cloud Nine are good, but like it's so easy to just have a we- you, you're playing with a new player. Although I'm sure he's had time playing with these players before, like just in practices and stuff like that. But uh, it's going to be his first LCS game. I don't think King's played an LCS stage game. He's played Academy a ton, but I, th- I think if you're going to take a shot, this is probably a decent one to take. You can get plus 10.5 on the Golden Guardians kill spread. I'm going to put that in right now, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think this is about as good a shot as any for this one. So I'll probably do that. Just it's just like the day one and the new. There's a, there's enough bad things that can happen in a single game. I don't think Golden Guardians are going to be particularly good, but I think this is a decent shot to take. One hundred thieves minus two seventy against Immortals plus one ninety four. Hundred thieves got hammered on this one. This opened closer to like you know minus two hundred range, and they've already gotten bet up pretty significantly, which makes a lot of sense. Um. Yeah, I, I like Immortals more than most people do, but uh, I would think I would want a better number. I don't know if I want to lay 270 on day one. I kind of want to see what, what's going on with these teams, but there's a chance 100 Thieves are just in full FU mode after the... I, I wouldn't even call it a disappointing playoff performance, but they got Abadaga. They got to be feeling good about themselves now. They got, the, they got a roster it seems like they like. They got rid of, you know, DeMonte's gone. You're not going to have that. Not that he was really raising a stinker over anything, but uh, they're going to come in dialed in, I think. You get the Reaper effect, maybe. They see something spicy. What do you think, Joe? I mean, uh, like, do you guys, would you guys be willing to lay 270 on 100 Thieves? Are you confident that they're going to come in and smash? Or you think there's going to be a little bit of a getting-to-know-each-other phase? Uh, I don't know. I... I... It's probably, t- I don't know, it's going to be tough for me to pay that much for anyone in week yeah. one in the LCS, I think. Especially anyone with, especially with the roster change. Yeah. I think it's uh, just a little bit too heavy for me wait, to wait and it. see, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that I think that it's not a super unreasonable price. I wouldn't be mad if people wanted to bet that. Um, it's just a little bit too heavy for me, I think, in LCS week one to, to trust. I mean, we've seen 100 Thieves lose themselves drafts mm-hmm. in the past, and I don't know, a lot of little things, weird things can happen week one. What do you think, Chris? Um, I don't Because of the, the best of one, it makes it hard to fully trust on these. I think they should win. Like you mentioned previously that this is the mid-meta for Jizuke. I think Abadagi can do the same with the champ pool. Yeah. And so Immortals is iffy at best. Insanity so, is probably the best player on that team, though. Not Xerxes? I thought it was Xerxes. <laughs> he didn't show that, but I thought I talent was I think I think he's probably the best player, but maybe not. We'll see. J- Gelati's just likes Insanity because he used to play Karthus, dude. Hey, don't don't, not, don't not, listen to these not, takes. Hey, listen, it's not only that. That definitely plays. <laughs> that 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 definitely is like half a percent of the of the overall equation there. Um. FlyQuest minus one twenty five against CLG minus one oh five. This is my favorite spot. This is gonna be this is gonna end up being my pick of the week. I'm calling dibs on it right now. I'm gonna write it down before I forget because I always forget these things. Um So I had CLG by the end of the season, I had them as a better team than FlyQuest. Uh 
the overall body of work for the full season last season, I also had them better than FlyQuest still. I don't like anything that FlyQuest has really done this offseason. They didn't show me that much last season. I don't think they're a bad team, but I kind of think these numbers should be flip-flopped. I think CLG should be favored. Yep. I think, wait, I thought they, oh, what? Was I on Bovada where? Oh, yeah, you're right. No, for some reason I thought they were slight favorites, but I was wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree. I think I think CLG is a better team. I'd even say by a, by a pretty wide margin here. If you look at, um, like, just the second half of the season, like, if you look at – if you isolate CLG for, like, just when they had the full roster together, they're, like, way better. But if you look at the full season, they're still better. So, yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe FlyQuest improve. There's a chance that that happens. But I think this was my – this is one of my favorite spots on the board for opening day. Um, wow, the chat seems to like the CLG as well. Oh, God. Then this, is, this is how it always happens. Do we expect the money line to move? Then? Uh, pr- I don't know, man. Like, people really didn't like that team last season. They did not get any kind of love. Like, even when they got the full team together and they, they got a couple wins, like, they were not – the market wasn't giving them any kind of respect whatsoever. So, like, even when they started – get you know, played some close games and everything, they weren't – people weren't putting money on them. So – Saturday, we got TSM minus 175 against Evil Geniuses plus 130. Um, yeah, this is whacked out. Uh, another close one kind of reminds me of Liquid TSM. I, uh, I would I would be looking to play EG here over TSM, but I, don't, I'm, I might just take a wait-and-see approach on this one, just like I did with Liquid TSM. I think if my book would let me do a three-way EG parlay, I'd be in on it. Yeah? But it won't. <laughs> you do love EG, Josh. <laughs> or do you it, just love impacts? Do you just love impacts? No, I think they the, should the be real... Good. You're right. They should no, be good. The, the real issue is that they're intoxicating because they're the greatest DFS team ever. <laughs> they're just so insanely good. Yeah, you play, both si- you play both sides, right? Yeah, because... exactly. <laughs> So I just I always am interested in their games. So then I pay more attention to their games, and then I thus enjoy watching them yeah. and think they're a better team. That makes sense. That makes but, sense. But uh, I mean, I do think the further away we can get from the farming meta does help Svenskera. The the farming jungle meta will help Svenskera, and we're definitely not you know all the way back to where we were in the past. But getting a little bit closer to the ganking meta, I think. Um, and like you said, this is a pretty good mid lane meta for Jazuke. And I think this team is like pretty champion dependent compared yeah. to a lot of other teams who may not be. I yeah. think that they, they can be pretty champion dependent. Yeah. Jazuke on Karma, just never forget. <laughs> he wasn't even bad in that game. It just was such a bizarre thing to witness. So, uh, Chris, what do you think on this one? Is this, uh, you like either side here, or is this kind of a pass? Uh, I. I think I do like Ichi as a dog, like you mentioned before, right? And it's hard to doubt TSM. We've been, I've been doubting them since the start of the split, and they've come together pretty well in the spring. Uh, it does come down to, I think, head-to-head matchup. If Spika takes us even a little bit of a step back, I, I'm not sure that uh, TSM would be as good as they finished last season, right? So mm-hmm. my hope... The anti TSMer. I hope that EG wins. So I, I will take this. I'll take a chance on this. I think this is close enough. Yeah, I actually just going back and looking. I, I played EG already on this one, so I guess I'm on EG for this. 
Um, Dignitas, minus 159 against FlyQuest. Seems a little bit heavy-handed for Dignitas, but again, it, they're kind of the wild card, right? I think Dignitas and EG are like the wild cards, like because if the meta ends up being pretty good for EG, then suddenly they're probably pushing the top four teams a little bit more, and there's a chance that Dignitas it just doesn't come together like it did last season, and so I would lean toward Dignitas here, even though it's pricey, but. uh that's more my, you know, bearishness on FlyQuest than my bullishness on Dignitas, if that makes sense. But I'm probably just going to pass this one. Thoughts? I'm passing too. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm kind of in on the on the Dignitas O3 weekend as well. So maybe as someone someone's got someone's got a someone's got to carry John's tour, torch volleys out right <laughs> yeah i might as well just go back to the well of losing all my money doubting dignitas you know <laughs> why let why let good tradition yeah do me a favor let me know when you put that in because yeah, i'm going to we'll go do. the we'll <laughs> do. I, I, I will do that let me let me let me put it right now oh yeah wait, okay wait, let me ask let me ask parlay god kevin real quick in chat if this is good <laughs> Uh, so then uh, we've got Cloud9 minus 263 against 100 Thieves plus 189. This this was my other nominee for pick of the week. This is this is really heavy-handed, isn't it? Even if even oh, if wow. you don't yeah, like even if you don't have Abadaga, like so I, I put I put like what my model spat out on this one and that was with that was that's not factoring in any of the changes. That's just using last season's data, right? This is really heavy-handed even for that. You always end up paying a premium for teams coming off international tournaments. So think of think of the world champion every single every single spring season, right? They're always overpriced. Uh, Super Bowl champion in football, always overpriced. Whoever won the last golf tournament, always overpriced. Like whatever it happens to be, right? Um, this is, I mean, Cloud Nine deserve to be favorites here, but like. That's very heavy handed, right? I'm I'm definitely on hundred thieves. I I'm a little this. confused about the books. Because the other two lines for Cloud9 seem actually pretty well in line with yeah. expectation. They yeah. don't even seem that heavy-handed at all to me, honestly. I agree. May, maybe, maybe slightly, but this one seems really out of whack, and I'm sort of the resident 100 Thieves hater. So, yeah, that's... that's yeah, 100 Thieves is a slam dunk. I think I think in terms of like pure value, that's the best play on the board in the LCS this weekend, I think. Yeah, I will say for um, DFS purposes, it's probably a game you're going to want a piece of before looking at the projections. Dage. That should be fun, too. Chris, do you think the same thing? All right. We've got CLG plus 246, Team Liquid minus 357. I think Model thinks this is pretty close to right, but I this feels heavy-handed for day one, doesn't it? Pole Belter revenge game, baby. Yeah, dude. I, give me, I, I want some CLG, I think. like, Let me see what I put down. I know... Yeah, I took CLG plus 7.5 kills and CLG at plus... Oh, I got a good number. I got plus 268, but I would still play it at this number. So, just day one, uh, I do think CLG will be better. Like I think CLG is just better than people think. They're being underrated, especially in the market anyway. So, um, Chris, are we crazy? Is Liquid just going to smash? I mean, there's a chance they do, right? I, I like the uh, pull belter narrative. He always seems to play TL close. Um, <laughs> Your girlfriend narrative. Thank you, Ivan. <laughs> Wait, was it? 
was it TL that also got rid of Broxa? Or am I thinking of a different team? Yeah, yeah. Double, are in double revenge, double revenge. You got a double. You got is, a there, double. is there a birthday in the house? Can we do the birthday narrative too? I'm about it. It's Smoothie's birthday, even if he doesn't want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> they so tweet smoothie it. will perform well. Friday afternoon, yeah. we get a tweet. Happy birthday, Smoothie. Oh, beep, beep. Back to dump truck up, dude. <laughs> um, Immortals minus 213 against Golden Guardians plus 157. Feels pretty heavy-handed for Immortals, but... I think Golden... I'm taking a shot on Golden Guardians just because the number was ridiculous, and you can get a fat number, but like this is probably golden guardians or pass. I'm just going to pass on this one. I think maybe it's dumb. okay. Maybe I should be back in golden guardians here. If I'm back in them against cloud nine, I did some quick, some quick research. Mm-hmm. And while it's not his birthday on that day, Finn's birthday is tomorrow. Oh shit. On Thursday. And this game is Saturday. So you're close enough that the probably still, you know, it's a birthday weekend. You know what I mean? So <laughs> birthday weekend, we can count it. All right. Birthday weekend. There. Yeah. Got it. Did this no. work for Harrow? I forget. <laughs> Where's what's his name when you need him? Where's the was Avalanche is the resident Harrow lover? Where's Avalanche at? Is he in the Twitch chat tonight? <laughs> we don't talk about him. Um is, this is this might be like a close your eyes special for Golden Guardians, but it's probably a pass from me. Um nothing works for Harrow, that's nuts. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's a chance Golden Guardians just remain a dumpster fire, and this is going to look stupid, like like stupid easy money. But eh, maybe I'll talk myself into it Saturday. We'll see. We'll see how IMT look on Friday. Um, 100 Thieves minus 222 against Dignitas plus 162. Model thinks this is a fat, fat value 100 Thieves, but and that was with last season stuff. If you think Abadaga is a huge upgrade, then they could smash here. Abadaga and Saligo. Still depends on what you think of Dignitas, though. It's the same thing as all these other ones, right? Like, I I think Dignitas, what they showed was real. I don't think it was a total fluke, but I also don't think that they did anything. They did win a lot of games they shouldn't have won, and I think they are probably being overrated by the market slightly just because of performance last season. I don't think they're a bad team, though. So maybe this is just a hundred thieves slam dunk. I don't know. I'm just, I'm the only thing that worries me with hundred thieves is that they don't click right away. That's like my only real concern with this team, but otherwise this looks like a slam dunk spot, right? So my unscientific approach is kind of seeing how Dignitas does the first two days. If they suck, then I am on them for this day because that's how they kind of ruin my bankroll. Oh, the, sun, the Sunday, uh, the Sunday yeah. narrative, right? Yeah. The Sunday narrative. Right. You never lose. You can't lose three in a row. That's <laughs> Especially not this team. This team who has taken us uh, so much of our money. Yeah, no, um, no, no, Tom. I agree. Like they, they did look good, but I think we all know that they're not top tier. It's just a matter of like how far up in that good tier were they? Like, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no worries. I, I think it's still also when we're talking about double narrative, right? The Soligo fake got combo, both kicked out by hundred thieves. Maybe Josh, Maybe. is this a slam dunk hundred thieves bet? Or you, Dude, you... yeah, these. I, I'm just gonna pretend Saturday and Sunday's lines don't exist for hundred thieves because I really don't like betting on this team. They it make it really, angry. it feels too easy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it's like 
I mean, those lines just and they do seem pretty. Off. I I don't think this one looks that far off, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I would I would personally, and people may think this is a hot take, but I don't think a hundred thieves at minus two twenty two is a better bet than EG at minus one fifty six against Dig. Um, so I I would rather bet on EG comparatively, but I do understand the the variance argument there that yeah. you've made, especially about the, the as favorites type deal. Um, so to me, I, I, I you know I think it is a good bet. I think it should probably be somewhere around minus two fifty minus. Something uh, really, yeah, I don't know, but I just I, I think that the gap I'd much rather bet on EG for better odds. Uh, All right, so the same team. yeah, I'm going to be on the thieves here probably, but I could totally see that. Flyquest plus one seventy EG minus two thirty three. Here's a test of uh, your metal on this one. I like EG here. Similar, I just think it's I think it's a rare cheap favorite. Did your model flip flop? I'm just making sure. Uh, yeah, I just just okay. the numbers. I just didn't write yeah. them right. Um, but yeah, your your model's very uh, bullish on EG, and I would agree with them. Yeah. Again, it's the EGS favorites thing is the only caveat to this. Yeah, this one I I'm not touching EG above two hundred. Yeah, yeah. There's no shot I'm touching them minus two hundred. Yeah. I I should rephrase this. I'm definitely not playing FlyQuest here. I'll put it that way. This is like the one where I actually would expect EG to lose. This is the one no you. Sense. This is the one you pass because it's EG as a minus two hundred favorite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Liquid plus one. Uh, may, probably the highlight match of the week. Um, Liquid plus one hundred six. Cloud nine minus one thirty nine. Um, this has more or less stayed within a few points of of these numbers since the lines came out early last week. So it's probably. I think it's fair price. Probably, maybe a little bit of value on Liquid. I I played Liquid just because I think. You know, it's a it's a coin toss with these teams. Yeah, Liquid has moved up on Bavada. Someone yeah, mentioned. Yeah, I, I also but... think um, you know you have the King angle, so maybe Cloud Nine gets a slight downgrade from that just for the time being. Maybe they get an upgrade. Who knows? Maybe King comes in and just blows everybody away. That'd be cool too. I hope he does for the first two days, and then I'm gonna be all. <laughs> I, I I like the cut of your jib, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, TL plus money, it's going to be rare, so yeah. I'm just taking this for the principle. Yeah, if you can get if you can get better than this, plus, I, I I backed them at plus 106. If you can get better than that, then yeah, I think that's that's worth it. Um, Golden Guardians plus 409, TSM minus 714. This is another play the Guardians kill spread. It's like plus 9.5, plus 10.5. Hold your nose and hope for the so, backdoor cover. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Just got to remind you that TSM has won games with less kills. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's happening here. TSM are sometimes a little damn wanny in mm-hmm. their wins against the bad teams. Dude, I'm just saying, you know, Golden Guardians, dude, just top gap, top gap, dub. Let's get it. Maybe. I'm here for it. CLG minus 137 against Immortals plus 102 is the last game of the weekend. As always, the Sunday night snoozer never fails to deliver. They always put like they always put like the good game on in uh, in the third or fourth spot, and then there's always just some absolute like just garbage fest, like dumpster fire game. Although I'm kind of interested to see how these teams look. I think Immortals should take a step forward. I think CLG is probably going to surprise a lot of people, but not us. So that said, I think this is 
I'd be leaning toward playing CLG here, but I'm probably just going to pass. This line seems about about right. I, I do think CLG, personally, in my mind, is getting a little bit of a bump, just given the more time and like actually finally Same. having the full roster. Um, but even then, it's I'm probably looking at like a minus 150, minus 160, so it's not a huge value. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if I lose all my money from Dignitas going three and zero, then I'll bet it. <laughs> all right, uh, that's the LCS. Couple, couple nice spots here. We've got uh, the LPL starting up on Monday morning, bright and early. Apparently, there's going to be some big announcement. They're trying to. They're announcing an announcement, which is always my favorite thing. But uh, yeah, we'll see. They're probably going to be like, "Hey, you can co-stream again," or "Hey, we have." jerseys available to the u.s without having to jump through a million loopholes or <laughs> it's probably going to be something terribly underwhelming although the co-streaming thing would be pretty dope actually i'd be a fan of that um interesting match for the first match uh sooning laying 182 to invictus plus 133 invictus will be without the shy and i believe no face probably doing having some issues with the visa as well given how late they announced that, but I'm not entirely... Oh, no, they did say that. They said in the announcement that he's going to be coaching remotely for the first couple weeks. So, interesting. Invictus with a different top laner. It's been a long time since we've seen not, like, has, what's the last time we saw the, the Shy not play with Invictus? Like, three years ago? Has he played every single game for this team? I'm pretty sure he has. I'll just tell you I don't have a memory of when the Shy didn't play for Invictus before my time. If he didn't play, it was probably like that 2018 season at some point. Or like early 2019 after they won. Oh, he was subbed out. Right, right, right. Was he, though? That's what I mean. Like, I don't think he actually was. Duke. Duke. Oh, yeah, Duke Duke. Duke played some. Yeah, 2019. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Sooning, running it back. Wait, whatever uh, happened to Duke? Wait, now I'm now I'm confused. Whatever happened to Duke? I'm pretty sure he's a sub somewhere. He might actually, yeah, he might actually just still be on Invictus. Yeah, no, he's no, 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 he's not. He is still. I oh, know he just his contract just... expired and he's not playing anywhere. He's also 26. There's a chance he's doing his military service, and I just don't know about it. Um, yeah, it doesn't say though. Fun, uh, tri- fun trivia fact, thanks to Wikipedia here. Um, he is the only player to win a world championship with two different organizations. It's pretty cool. I uh, did it with uh, SK Telecom in 2016 and Invictus in 2018, although he was a sub for that Invictus team, so kind of cool. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about the viewer thing. <laughs> so, Sooning Lane 182, we're going to get its... Uh, uh, a fresh look at the top lane. The new. Oh, I'm just gonna look this up now because I had conflicting stuff from last week. We're gonna get Cineni. I don't really know what to think of this. Like, I wouldn't rule out Invictus winning this. I'll just say that much, just because. I don't know, but it it is it is what's his name. Yeah, I just you know I'm, I'm rem- even without the shy, I'm just gonna still have to abstain from all any and all <laughs> gaming activities. Come on, man! The they they, the they cut the shy just just for you to be tempted, Josh. Does Ben does Ben just eyebrow gap him, dude? Like, is that just the, gonna be the end of it? 
I think so. I think so. First game for LPL. Bin's a pretty tough draw for your first game. Especially because, like, Bin Bin is the kind of guy that that will just utterly destroy a 1v1. Like, that's what he does. He's like, he's kind of like the shy that way, where it's like, if you just put this kid on an island against him, then he's he's going to eat, right? He's not McGregor. Duke, listen, Duke. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the chat's popping off. Um, I think a lot of people that are relatively new to the scene don't remember that Duke was, like, basically one of the best players in the world for, like, four years. So when he went to Invictus, a lot of people thought he was going to be playing, like, the starter. So that ended up not being the case, and, you know, he's basically just never really had time to play since then. The shy has been in front of him. So, uh, again... You could say multi-time. I mean, he was technically a multi-time world champion, but like he was good enough to be a starter on that team. They, I think there was a chance that they probably would have been pretty close to as good. Duke, Duke is it? He's he's a Hall of Famer. Like he's a top five top laner of all time, maybe top three. He's very very good. Um. Anyway, is this cheap for Sooning? Given the situation. Like LPL week one might be even worse than LCS week one. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, but no, that's fair. I, I think this does seem like a pretty good number. Honestly, a minus one and a half at plus one thirty seems like a pretty decent good, pretty decent number as well. I mean, the it's just the, the always the scare with these IG teams, right? It's just like rookie just does rookie just game. run you over? Yeah, yeah. Every, everything, right? <laughs> does he just put everyone in a body bag on on a, on a pocket pick or? Is going to be able to be, you know, held in check, you know. So it's it's always a little bit scary, but, um, and I know I know just as well as anyone betting against Invictus is scary as hell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this does seem like a pretty damn good number. Yeah, this is a shitty. weird one. It's, I don't know where I'm going to be on this one. I might just pass and wait to see the top laner. Fun plus R. I put question marks, but they're they're minus a bajillion against Rogue Warriors plus eleven fifty one. Minus fun plus the two O's at minus four hundred. Rogue Warriors are gonna be bad, but you can make a case that basically anyone's gonna be an upgrade for Overziv. Love the guy, but you know was not kind of showed last season that maybe maybe uh he's donezo or he couldn't hang at this level. I guess I don't know. Just feels weird. Because he's been so good for so long, but uh, we've got PCS import eighty nine seventeen is uh, going to be your top laner for this match. Where the hell I'm, I gotta look at who he played for? Because I recognize this. I see, I see Funflex at minus twenty five hundred for what it's worth. Yeah, whatever. Right. Same, same difference. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I mean, uh, I think you have. I, I think I, I mean I think I sprinkle on Rogue Warriors money line for the hell of it. But, I knew I recognized this guy. So he he was on he was on AHQ and Alpha, uh, J team, the second J team, which was like their academy organization. So he played a couple seasons with Alpha and AHQ in the uh, uh, LMS when it was still the LMS, and then um, he's been on Rogue Warriors Academy or LDL team for uh, since this year. So uh, he won't be a total stranger. I would assume he's been practicing with the team. There wasn't any kind of situation where. You know, he hasn't been there, so 
um, promotion from within the ranks. It's just a matter of how much do we trust the within the ranks with Rogue Warriors. Uh, this is this is probably just no, just pass. Take tower total unders or something, <laughs> or under dragons or under game time. Just you know something like that. Uh. Tuesday, we've got OMG plus 436, Rare Adam minus 769. Say Rare Adam sweeps at minus 200. I think the Rare Adam sweep is live. OMG are going to be bad also. This, all right. Not team, not team, just... I think we made comments about their new roster, too. It didn't get any better. Yeah. Yeah, Vici is Rare Adam. They just, a lot of places didn't upgrade that. Um... I'm going to tell you guys this because, you know, it's not going to be fun, but this is the way the LPL is going to be this season. Um, the Basically, the numbers have – there's a big enough sample size now that, you know, the cat's out of the bag that the bottom nine teams or eight teams just suck. Particularly, like, the bottom six, like five or six, are just bad. Like, unanimously bad. So – Unfortunately for us, the LPL is going to be a whole lot of this this summer where it's like, okay, we have an interesting match between, you know, a top, you know, two of these top nine teams. And then we have an, maybe an interesting match in terms of handicapping between two of the bad teams where the numbers are close. Every single other one is going to be like these situations where it's like minus 700 favorites or whatever. So either get used to eating chalk when there's value on it, or there's probably just not going to be that many spots on, on money lines and stuff in the LPL this season. So there's a there's a case to be made that, like, you know, these teams can't continue to be as bad as they are, and they'll improve in summer. But a lot of these teams made changes, and I don't think that they're better. So Chalk City. Yeah, Kev, this is Chalk, Parlay Chalk City, dude. My only concern is you're going to, like, have one of these teams punt a game playing, you know, Soraka mid or something. Uh, just hard disrespecting someone, and that's going to blow the whole thing up. Um, yeah, <laughs> many minus nine hundreds to be added in mega parlays. <laughs> uh, this, yeah, I don't give me rare Adam to sweep. I think that's good enough for me. Thoughts? I'm down with that yeah. that thought. I think rare Adam's actually good. We talk about this, <laughs> but I think they're going to be pretty undervalued because they they ended up finishing. I think they finished, was it 7th or 8th? They won one round, right? Okay, okay, so 6th or 6th then, right? What was it? I'm, gonna, I'm actually just going to look this up now because I forget. They beat, who did, they beat somebody they weren't. Uh, they beat WE, didn't they? Was it WE? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I'm just trying to remember off the top beat, of my head. They beat Invictus 3-2 to two in round 1. Okay. And they took a game off on Plus, which I think I remember making a lot of money on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're good. Rare Adam's good. Yeah, so I think I think them sweeping here is a pretty, pretty good yeah. bet, especially at minus two hundred against one of the worst teams. Yeah, this one's a little bit more interesting because there are like I'm calling it two teams. I think Billy Billy and LNG are maybe your exceptions dead in the middle of the table there. So we have EDG minus seven fourteen against Billy Billy plus four twenty eight. So EDG just sweeps at minus one eighty nine. I think this there's a there's a case to be made for backing BLG here because I do think that they're a cut above the, the garbage can 
like the dumpster fire that's at the bottom of the LPL. Then again, you know, Billy Bill and LNG really didn't show that much against the good teams last season. So there's a chance that I'm just going to look like an idiot here. I'll say this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play EDG here. I'd be looking to play Billy Billy or not or pass this in terms of sides. Yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, – it's basically saying – the books are basically asking, you know, is EDG the same amount better than BLG that Rare Adam is than OMG? Yeah. And that's an interesting thought exercise to explore. Like, like what would BLG or be against OMG? Minus 250, something like that? Yeah, round, like, yeah I'd say some, somewhere between two and 300 probably. We have the technology. I can do this. Or I can approximate it anyway. Let's see. Uh, Billy Billy did make some changes too, so we should factor that in. Like, yeah, maybe not quite that heavy-handed, but you know, they'd be a, a they'd be a reasonable favorite against OMG. So, is EDG really that much better? Like, EDG is is I think like a half tier better. But like yeah. we said, like the the, L, the top table of the LPL, like all like those like nine teams are all pretty good. But I do think that there's like an elite, like an S plus tier, and then like the S tier, S minus, whatever you want to call it, or A or A plus, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I would just be looking like this is like Billy Billy or nothing for me. I, I don't think I would play EDG at this number, especially not in the first couple days. Um. Victory five plus two seventy two against LNG minus four hundred. God damn it! This is the summer's gonna suck in this league, dude. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. Like the regular season's gonna suck for this. Playoffs are gonna be awesome, and when the good teams are playing against each other, it's gonna be awesome. But these days like this, like these are going to become our second most interesting matches, where you have LNG and Billy Billy against the bottom of the table. Like how big of a favorite should they be, right? Like, my gut tells me this is a little bit heavy-handed, but I also looked at Victory 5 just putting their roster together this week, and, like, how can that be good, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I do notice something as we look into all these lines that opened up. All the minus 1.5 maps are at minus value yeah, for the most part. Yeah, because they're, they're big favorites. Like They're big favorites, and whereas in, in spring, you could have taken good value at, because a lot of sweeps happened, but they were still at plus value. So. yeah. It corrected for that, so I'll be on a watch to see if there's some form of regression, and maybe the books are overreacting to it. But so far, I would agree with what they're putting out and making it hard to find good bets. Yeah, I think Victory Five have a reasonable chance to be the worst team in the league, even over our beloved Rogue Warriors. Thunder Talk. Yeah, maybe Thunder Talk too. We'll see. That's oh my god, this is so ugly. I'm I'm slam dunking this next one. Uh, LGD plus three twenty three against Rare Adam minus four seventy six. Rare Adam the sweep is at minus one twenty. Only case here is they have to play Monday and Tuesday or Monday and Wednesday, one day off in between. But I, Rare Adam should smash this. LGD are going to be terrible. LGD sweep this. Lock it up. Everybody go bet LGD to sweep. Take a fat fat plus eight hundred and I'll <laughs> and I'll eat my hat next show. But this is it. This is the LPL in the summer, dude. You're going to have all these kind of matchups where it's just like, okay, like, is the favorite cheap enough? Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that one. Shadow. Joined. What's up? Shadow joined uh, LGD. Wait. Oh, is that was that seriously? That. I thought it was a meme. 
Oh, was it? First, first LEC player to join the... Uh, oh, the that East. was dead serious. Shit. Well, I, I thought it was serious. I... Is that real? I, uh, yeah, let me check on... Uh, I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think we talked about that last week. So. Shadow and ZA. Technically, showing on their fandom. Technically, some people that uh, were at Worlds. Interesting. It's still showing quite on Leapedia, so I'm not sure. Yeah, let me see. I don't know. The LPL is always delayed on this kind of shit, though. So yeah. Where were you looking, Vince? Uh, just Twitter. Oh yeah. I think he's. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. This will just be dead wrong. I don't think it really changes anything. He'd be just, I mean, he's been in Korea, I guess, so it's not that big of a travel difference, but. Give me rare, Adam. LCK starts on Wednesday. Brion Sandbox is off the board. I'm probably going to just slam Sandbox at whatever number this is. I'm going to be really bullish on them early on this season. They're going to be underpriced. Uh, I would anticipate that opens up Sandbox like minus 150 or something like that, and then. Pound Town. Hanwha. Plus 170 against T1 minus 233. Yeah. I think I, I think Hanwha? I don't know. I don't, don't, let me see if there's a the uh, plus 1.5 odds or any good. Not not that not that we want to believe everything the Korean teams always say, but they said they're sticking with the roster. I'd assume the tryhard roster, T1. Oh, yeah. Faker, I think, recently did an interview. Yeah, it was, I think he was in Venn or, or Corrigan or something. I think it was in as well, yeah. Um, tryhard, yeah, I T1 think, I lineup. Know. I think HLE, I think these teams are... I think, I think T1 should be slightly favored, but I think this is a little bit heavy-handed. Yeah. For me. might be onto something there. My... my like when I first looked at this, I was like T one because I think Hanwha still have a lot of problems, but I I maybe didn't give enough like that was just like my gut reaction right away. The more I think about it, like there's a lot of there's a strong case that some of the other players on Hanwha could play better or is just going to be improved. So um, yeah, like that made me feel it was a little bit heavy handed. So I'm probably going to be Hanwha or pass on this one. Just wait and see. the The, the whole thing with T one is like if they're playing. The main roster, like the, the the good lineup, I think uh, there's a really good chance that they're just going to be really good in summer. But you're right. This is a little bit heavy-handed off the bat, and it's pretty easy to start Rusty, too. So it's probably yeah, a it just, pass. Yeah, it just seems a little bit heavy. Uh, for what it's worth, Vince, on, mm-hmm. on my book, I'm seeing Sandbox minus 195 money line. Is that, it's like, good enough for me? Would you be hammering that? Yeah. yeah just I, give people an idea. I mean, so just to just – compare for people like I had Sandbox as like the fifth rated team in the LCK by the end of the season <laughs> let me see where I had them finishing here I'm pretty sure it was fifth or sixth I think I had them fifth yeah I had them I had them power rated like significantly above Afrika and just below Hanwa in terms of like metric performance so um yeah like rated five like I had them better than Afrika Nongshim DRX KT and Brion. So, and there was a pretty big jump between them. 
So, and keep in mind, Afrika were kind of statistic superstars, if you remember. So they were paper tigers a little bit. Sorry, I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's sandbox for me. I don't think that's. I'm gonna probably. It's gonna be a slam for me. Um, where are we at here? DRX plus two sixty two against Gen G minus three eighty five. The Gen G. I I didn't I didn't write these down because we were I was trying to get started, but uh, I'll just quick take a look at what the Gen G handicap is on these. Oh, I had these out of order. I think I did. Nobody I had them out of order. I miss I missss the Nong Shim KT match, but sorry about that. Yeah, we're good. I don't think anyone's going to be excited then, Kevin, about the return of CB Max. <laughs> I mean, look, whether he or not he did shit, if he did, he's a scumbag. If he didn't, then and this is all blown up, then people are scumbags. But we kind of got to remove ourselves from this for handicapping purposes and be like, okay, like, does, is that an actual upgrade? Because he's a pretty good coach. Whether you like the way he does things or not, he's a pretty good coach. He has success with younger organizations like this. Not organizations, but players. Gen G were miles better than this team, like by every measure last season. But Gen G sometimes just shoot themselves in the foot. Gen G, I think I think Gen G's worth a play here. Actually, I have a hard. I mean, it's day one. It feels a little little crazy, but I, I think Gen G are worth a play. I think DRX are going to take a big step back. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe DRX will prove me wrong. Salka was really really good last season. Piosic was really really good last season. But they they still were a highly fraudulent team. Just do not forget that. DRX were a giga fraudulent team. They did a lot of things well, but... Yeah, give me Gen G. I'll slam Gen G. Minus, minus 104 on the Gen G, minus 1.5. And then... Uh, so I wrote this down wrong. It's actually not this game. Then uh, the, other, the other Thursday game is KT plus 113. Nongshim, minus 152. Uh, a lot of people are excited about Nongshim. They fixed the main problem that they had. KT is a team that probably should have been better than they were, than they were. but I would assume we're going to settle on a roster now. Uh, now that Gideon and, and, and company are, are going to be the full-time starters, uh, I would assume that they'll be better than they were from switching midseason like that. But this is probably pretty juicy for Nongshim if, if you think the mid lane upgrade is going to be a big deal. I'm, oh, big yeah. of, I'm a big fan of Gory. I think that's a, a massive yeah. upgrade that can't be overstated. You got to remember, like for those that don't know, we talked about this a little bit last week, but Gory has been riding the coattails of of Faker and Scout and all these people. He's he's been he's been the highly touted super prospect that's been passed team to team and has not gotten his chance to play, and he's finally getting his chance to play. There's a reasonable chance that he just goes like full Super Saiyan. Like he's had, th- he's literally been waiting for this job for four years, and he's been he's been good enough to or have earned a job for like honestly like the past four years. It's it's criminal that he hasn't played. Really, he's just happened to be on really really good teams. That's the only thing he's done wrong. So, I think there's a very very good ja- very very good chance that he just he just goes completely ballistic and this ends up being a huge upgrade. And Nong Shim are what we thought they were going to be last year or last split. So, 
Yeah, maybe this ends up looking cheap for Nongshim. I should just back Nongshim, but we'll see. All right, pick of the week. Let me double check to see if we got any more late submissions. And I don't think we did. Okay. Uh, who wants to start off? I can kick it off. I'm going to go with the EG versus Dig game, game day one. Uh, EG minus 156 versus Dig. Take the money line there. I think it's just a little bit short. On the EG side, I expect them to be able to come out with a big win. I think there's a lot of interesting spots, especially in the LCS. We talked mm-hmm. about a lot of interesting lines as compared to especially the LPL and LCK. Yeah. Weren't as many interesting spots, but uh, that, that's the be the one I'm going with. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm just going to take the first weekend type of hopefully uh, an adjustment for C9. I'm taking 100 Thieves plus 189 versus C9. I think this is probably the best value on the whole board this weekend. Strong case for it anyway, so I like this one a lot. I'm going to go with CLG minus 105 against FlyQuest on Saturday. No, on Friday. Friday night. Last game Friday. Uh, listener pick of the week is going to be from at Iron Berserker on Twitter. He likes FlyQuest plus 124 against Dignitas. So that will be our listener pick of the week for the week. All right. Um, anything else, guys? You excited for the first week? Are we uh, kind of getting ready to get back into grind time, right? We got season-long leagues kicking off this weekend, but I'm, I'm kind of happy to get back into it. I've enjoyed my time off. I'm kind of getting the itch to, to get back into some league now. Yeah, a little bit of shock to the system. Whoa! Hey, this is back. I don't know. It feels like it came, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least. So it was like, it feels like MSS, MSI ended yesterday. It's yeah. in a couple of weeks, and, and here we are. So. It's like we yeah. forgot that there was, like, almost a month before MSI. I think I kind of just, like, April was just a blank. But it, it really wasn't even that, because it was, like, I think finals were, like, April, like, 18th or something. So there's only a couple weeks. It was like two weeks before MSI. So it, it, I don't know. It was just weird, but I agree with you. Um, <laughs> Twitch chats pop out. If you guys haven't, <clears throat> we stream all our episodes over at the Esports Department Twitch channel. I feel uh, feel free to follow and sub that. And uh, we have a lot of fun in, in the Twitch chat as the show is going on. And sometimes we reference it, and sometimes there's a lot of uh, banter back and forth that we don't read on the show. So I would highly encourage you to check that out and interact with us live. It's a lot of fun. Uh, That's going to be it for us this week. LCS kicks off Friday. The Eastern League kick off next week as well. Make sure you're ready and have your lineup set Monday morning. I know people are going to forget to do that, but the LPL kicks off Monday morning. And uh, I think without any further ado, we'll let you guys go. And we'll see you all next week. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.